Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast for August 12th, 2022. And today we're going to be talking about the Cowboys and Broncos joint practice. We're also going to be talking about five players to focus on for the Cowboys going into their first preseason game versus the Denver Broncos. But before we get into the episode, I just want to thank you guys for the support that you guys showed on the first episode of the podcast. It was very nerve-wracking, but we got through it. I thought we put together a very good episode, and it seems like you guys really enjoyed it. So I just want to say thank you guys for the kind words and the support. We're on TikTok. TikTok. Cowboys being on TikTok. By the time this episode posts, I assume we'll have hit 10,000 followers. So I just want to say thank you guys so much. You guys have no idea how much that means. This is a big milestone on the journey that we are on. And I greatly appreciate the support from you guys. We're on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Cowboys Beat. Make sure to go check me out over there. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Okay. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos and Cowboys joint practice. Now, there were a lot of overreactions that came out of this. I'm going to talk about that, but I want to first go over some news and notes from some of the beat writers and some of the reporters from the joint practice. At Kyle Yeomans on Twitter, he does a fantastic job. Cowboys camp practice with Denver notes. Dak Prescott was sharp all day. Offensive line struggled from the jump. Micah Parsons balled out. Terrell Basham with a pick six. Fights were mostly with Cowboys offense and Denver's defense. Noah Brown and Dennis Houston were solid. Clarence Hill Jr. at Clarence Hill Jr. on Twitter. Doc finishes with three straight incompletions to finish 24 of 33. Patrick Walker at Star of the Voice. Main takeaway, Micah Parsons stole the day. He had a fulfilling would-be sacks. Nobody could even slow him. He was surgical. Main Cowboys offensive takeaways in scrimmage at Broncos. Noah Brown, Dennis Houston continue to impress. Backup swing tackle is a major concern. Tolbert had a drop on a deep ball from Dak that he really, really wishes he had back, but otherwise solid. We have some tweets from Connor Livesay from Blogging, uh, Blogging the Boys. They do a great job over there. I disagree with something that they said. I'm going to get into that, but we're going to get into some of these tweets from Connor. Sam Williams is going to be a problem. His get-off and speed is just nasty off the edge. Also, he said the bad from this joint practice was pretty much all the offensive line. Tyron didn't do much at all, and Martin didn't do a ton. Good Dak, Tolbert, Davis, CeeDee Lamb, Schultz. He also said, not trying to be negative, but this team talked all offseason about being more physical and getting back to running the football. They were dominating on both of those fronts today. The starting five offensive linemen weren't out there together much, if at all, but everyone struggled quite a bit. Clarence Hill Jr. also had a tweet. This is the last tweet that we're going to talk about. CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott are eating against the Broncos defense. Okay, so the general consensus from camp was that the offensive line was an issue. Now, we have to understand that this is just a scrimmage. Okay, 
and I understand why people want to overreact to this scrimmage. But from reports, the Cowboys offensive line wasn't out there together very much today. So why are we overreacting to this? Blogging the boys, and I have nothing against blogging the boys. I think they make great uh, content. I just disagree with something that they said. They said after the Broncos scrimmage, the Cowboys may need to rethink their run first strategy. Tell me you're overreacting without telling me you're overreacting. Look, the offensive line, I said it in the last episode of the podcast. I have my concerns about the offensive line. If Tyron Smith goes down, and it's not even a matter of if, it's a matter of when Tyron Smith goes down, who's going to be the backup swing tackle? Is it going to be Josh Ball? Well, from all reports from training camp today, Josh Ball really struggled. So what should the Cowboys do? They probably should go out into the free agency market and go sign a guy. They have $20 million to go spend. Why not go sign a veteran swing tackle? I understand why they want to stick with these young guys because they saw what happened with Terrence Steele last season and how they were able to replace Lyle Collins with Terrence Steele and save all that money. I understand that they want to go with the young guys to be the swing tackles. However, I think it's a detriment to your team because you're talking about protecting your $40 million a year investment in Dak Prescott with Josh Ball. I mean, if he was showing flashes in training camp, I'd understand why they would want to stick with him. But I mean, there is a reason to be concerned about Josh Ball. He's going to be a guy that we're going to have to look out for on Saturday versus the Broncos. So I'm going to talk about that later. But yeah, the offensive line is a concern from a depth perspective. But we're talking about the starting lineup. From all reports, they weren't out there that much today. The starting lineup. I I didn't hear any reports about Tower Smith other than the fact that Connor McGovern took first team snaps. I understand what the Cowboys are doing here with making the rookie earn his starting position, but I mean, we know Tower Smith's going to be the starter here. What has Connor McGovern done with his time with the Cowboys to justify him being the starting left guard? He's not going to be. It's going to be Tower Smith. I don't think that the Cowboys really need to put Tower Smith through this ringer of you need to earn that position. He earned that position when you drafted him with a 24th overall pick. That's when he earned that starting left guard position. So I, I, I wish that they would stop playing games with him and just put him in there. He's had a, a very solid training camp. It's not like Tower Smith's struggling with, at training camp. It's not like he's coming in out of shape. There's no reason for the Cowboys to be playing this game with him. And also from reports, Tyron Smith and Zach Martin weren't out there that much. I mean, I, I don't understand their overreaction from people about at least the starting unit of this offensive line. I mean, when you don't have your first round draft pick, your two Hall of Fame offensive linemen, yeah, your offensive line is probably going to look a lot different than what it's going to look like when you start the season. And I don't think that it is a very smart thing to rethink your run first strategy based off of a scrimmage. Off of one scrimmage? Are we serious? Yes, Josh Ball struggled during the scrimmage. Is Josh Ball going to be your starting left tackle? Hell, he, he actually might be if Tyron Smith goes down or if Tyron Steele goes down, he'll be the, the right tackle. But to say that they should rethink the part of their offensive scheme based off one scrimmage against the Denver Broncos, who are a very good team, I don't think that that would be a smart thing to do if I were the Cowboys. I just don't believe so. So another thing that people were talking about is Micah Parsons and how he just flat out shined against that Broncos offensive line. A lot of people were a bit skeptical of Terrence Steele because Micah Parsons was having his way with Terrence Steele. Let me tell you one thing. Micah Parsons is one of the best pass rushers in the entire league. Okay, you're probably not going to face many, if any, 
pass rushers this upcoming season that are better than Micah Parsons. So the fact that you're going up against this guy in training camp, I think that that's only a good thing for your young right tackle because you're not going to see guys like that during the season. So it is a bit calming to see that Micah Parsons had his way with the Denver Broncos defensive line as well. And look, you got to love this if you're a Cowboys fan. We have to understand we have our guy. That Von Miller type, that Khalil Mack from a few years ago type, that's Micah Parsons. Hell, he has the potential to be better than those guys. Micah Parsons is the type of guy, if he's on your defense, regardless of who you're playing and how your defense is playing up to that point, you have a chance to win every single football game you're in from the defensive side of the football. That's just how much Micah Parsons can disrupt an offense with how great he is. And it's not just a few people that are, everybody that was at that joint practice was talking about how good Micah Parsons was. And I can't wait to see what they have planned for Micah Parsons. You could do so many things with him, but it looks like they're going to try and play him off the edge a lot more, especially now that they have Anthony Barr. But I, I would love to see Micah Parsons get some snaps at just regular linebacker as well. I think that when he's blitzing through the A and the B gaps, I think he's a little harder to double team due to the fact that he is a little more unpredictable from that line linebacker position so I hope that they keep up with that but if he's just going to play on the edge the entire season I won't complain about that either as long as he is rushing the passer I think that your defense is going to be even better than it was last season that's going to be a very good thing if you plan on having a majority of Micah Parsons snaps being as a pass rusher now he's good in coverage too Micah Parsons is not a liability in coverage he's he's a very solid player when it comes to his coverage skills at that position but he's elite when it comes to rushing the passer I, I hope that the Cowboys utilize that more than what he can do in coverage this upcoming season another thing that people were talking about was Dak Prescott's connection with CeeDee Lamb this is going to be very important and I actually think call me crazy but losing Amari Cooper I think that that's actually going to make CeeDee Lamb more productive. Now, a lot of people are saying that CeeDee Lamb's going to be going up against cornerback number ones this upcoming season, and he's not going to have Amari Cooper there to take attention off him. To be honest with you, I don't care. I don't care. This is why you drafted CeeDee Lamb at 17th overall in the 2020 NFL Draft. You drafted him because eventually he was going to be the number one wide receiver on this football team. Let him blossom. And from all counts, from training camp, from this joint practice, it seems like CeeDee Lamb is taking that next step. Again, I don't want to overreact. This is just a scrimmage. However, I think it is telling that now from reports, they said that they had CeeDee Lamb a lot in motion trying to find good matchups to go against. They're trying to do what the Rams did with Cooper Cup last season where they were scheming him to have linebackers guarding him. You know, that's what they're trying to do with CeeDee Lamb this upcoming season. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So I think that the Dak to CD connection is going to be something to look for this season. And I think that CD Lamb is going to have a really productive season. 13 to 1500 yards. I don't think that that's off the plate whatsoever, especially because CD Lamb is going to get a lot more targets this upcoming season. And man, I, I'm excited to see CD Lamb. Dak Prescott, from all accounts, looked sharp today as well. I'm not surprised by this. 
you know, he was 24 for 33, a touchdown and interception. And from reports, Jalen Tolbert missed a deep ball. He dropped a deep ball, which would have had Dak at 25 for 33, two touchdowns and an interception. So Jalen Tolbert, the one thing that worries me about Jalen Tolbert, I think he is a very complete receiver for his age and how much experience uh, he has. He's a very complete receiver, but the one thing that I worry about with Jalen Tolbert are the focus drops. I think Jalen Tolbert has good hands, and people mix that up. People think that just because you struggle with focus drops that you have bad bad hands. Like CeeDee Lamb struggles from the same thing. CeeDee Lamb struggles from focus drops, but are you going to sit here and tell me that CeeDee Lamb doesn't have good hands? He has phenomenal hands. Same thing with Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert has good hands. He just struggles from focus drops from time to time. So I'm not worried about that. And uh, Doc looking sharp, this is a good thing. And uh, another tweet from Clarence Hill Jr. He was saying that the Denver Broncos outscored the Cowboys in this scrimmage and to be honest with you again I'm not going to overreact from this this is just a scrimmage there was no game plan put into this from either side so I'm taking it for what it is it's a scrimmage and also J. Ron Curse and Trayvon Diggs weren't out there as well so when you take your two best players from a certain unit it doesn't surprise me that reports were saying that Russell Wilson was carving up the Cowboys secondary it does not surprise me one bit because those are two integral pieces to your secondary J. Ron Curse and Trayvon Diggs. Those are the two best players in your secondary. So I, again, I'm not I'm not worried about this. And I mean, let's be honest here as well. I think another reason why we shouldn't overreact to this is because, guys, the Denver Broncos are going to be a really good team this upcoming season. I mean, this is a team with Super Bowl aspirations. So the fact that yeah, maybe they did outscore the Cowboys in this scrimmage, I I, I don't think that that's the worst thing to hear. I mean, I to be honest with you. Maybe I kind of expected that from the Denver Broncos because I'm going to be honest with you as well. The Denver Broncos are probably a better team than the Cowboys. But the one thing that the Cowboys benefit from that the Broncos don't benefit from is the Cowboys can still be contenders in the NFC due to the fact that the NFC is a weaker conference. The AFC, the Broncos got to be dotting all their I's and crossing all their T's going into this season because they have a gauntlet. They have one of the hardest schedules in the entire league. They play in one of the hardest divisions in the league. So I'm not going to overreact from this scrimmage is, is all I'm going to say here. Hey guys, let's take a quick break from the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to follow the show. Make sure to leave a review as well. I would greatly appreciate that. And let's get back to the podcast. So the Cowboys are going to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos in their first preseason game. And I want to talk about five guys that we should be on the lookout for. Now, just a quick note. These are five guys that if something goes wrong, they're going to be asked to take a very big role on this team. This isn't going to be guys like Doc Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. They're most likely not going to be playing this this upcoming Saturday. This is more so going to be geared towards second to third year guys that, again, are going to be asked to take on a big role if a slight thing goes wrong here or there. Okay, let's start off with Josh Ball. Now, I understand that he struggled at the joint practice between the, the Cowboys and the Denver Broncos, but at the current moment, this guy is our swing tackle. Until the Cowboys go out and sign a free agent swing tackle, if they go out and sign a free agent swing tackle, Josh Ball is going to be the guy at that position, and we should be keeping an eye out for Josh Ball. Now, what are my expectations for Josh Ball? I think that the Cowboys maybe bring him along a little too quick here. I mean, this was a guy that was going to be a developmental prospect. You knew that when you drafted him. And from all reports from training camp, he's had a so-so training camp. 
I haven't heard many bad things about him, but I also haven't heard very many good things about Josh Paul from training camp. So he's definitely a guy that I'm going to be keeping my eye out for because if Tyron Smith goes down or if Terrence Steele goes down, this guy is going to be asked to take on a very big role in this team. Now, when it comes to the swing tackle position, this is one thing that I don't want the Cowboys to do. I would prefer them to go out and sign a veteran free agent. I've said that many a times now, but the one thing that I'm afraid they might do, if Tyron Smith goes down, I'm afraid that they're going to move Tyler Smith to left tackle and put Connor McGovern at left guard. And here's the reason why I don't like that. The offensive line is all about continuity. Having those five guys know each other very well. And I think that if you lose Tyron Smith, I would rather put Josh Ball at left tackle than put Tyler Smith out there. Because then you're making two switches to your offensive line. Not only are you losing your left tackle, but you're going to switch your left guard to left tackle and put your left guard in. It's just too much shifting around. I don't like that, which is why I say they should go out and sign a guy in free agency. Because I think that's what the Cowboys might be interested in doing. And I just don't think that Tyler Smith right now is ready to play left tackle. Again, Tyler Smith is a guy who is a developmental prospect I mean even though he was a first round pick this is a guy that you do have to bring on a little bit and I think that it would be in the Cowboys best interest of just put him at left guard if that if that's all that Tyler Smith ends up being for the Cowboys is just a really good left guard I think you'll get your money's worth even drafting him in the first round at the 24th overall pick but I don't want to see him go over to left tackle and then make two switches to your offensive line I don't think that that would be in the best interest of the Cowboys the second guy that we're going to be looking out for as well is Matt Forniak I haven't heard much about Matt Forniak at training camp to be honest with you but this guy is going to be the backup center I could also see him playing some swing guard as well if we we run into two injuries on the offensive line at the guard positions. So, I mean, this is a guy that has that positional versatility to play center and play guard as well. So that's something that we're going to have to look out for. But I mean, look, this is a guy that people have been pushing to potentially have a competition between him and Tower Biotic. Now, I'm not one of those guys. I think that Tower Biotic has shown that he can at least be a steady center in the NFL, and I think at the very least, as long as you have a guy who's steady at that position, I think that your offensive line is going to be fine. I don't believe that there should be any competition between those two. But, I mean, let's be honest. If Tower Biotic goes down, Matt Forniak's going to be the guy playing center, and I think that he's going to be somebody to look out for in this game versus the Denver Broncos this upcoming Saturday because I mean that's very possible that Tower Biotic could get injured I mean this is a long season Tower Biotic was healthy pretty much every single game last season I think he played all 17 games last year but that's always your insurance policy so Matt Forniak is a guy that I'm going to be looking out for Simi Fioko is another guy that I'm going to be looking out for this is a guy that coming into this training camp period needed to have a good training camp and he has definitely delivered he's had some really good reps this training camp he had the one versus Trayvon Diggs he had a very impressive touchdown catch as well this is a guy that beat writers and reporters have been saying reminds them of Miles Austin now that would be a really good thing if he could play a Miles Austin role in this offense. I think the Cowboys are in need of a deep threat type of guy and I think Simi Fioko, if he can be an effective player in this offense, can definitely fill that role for the Cowboys. Now, this receiver room right now, I'm not very impressed with it, but if Simi can step up, like right now, they're saying that outside of CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Tolbert, 
he's the wide receiver number three on this team. Another guy that they're bringing up is Noah Brown. But from what I've been hearing, Noah Brown and Simi Fioko, they're really battling for that wide receiver number three position. And that's a good thing to see. I really like Simi. I really like his skill set. I really liked him coming out of Stanford. And if you have Dak Prescott as your quarterback, he's going to be able to elevate you. And I think he's going to be able to elevate Simi Fioko going in this season. But he's definitely going to be a guy that I'm looking out for on Saturday versus the Broncos. Sean McKeon is going to be another guy to look out for on Saturday with the injuries to Gallup and Washington. I feel like a broken record, by the way. I feel like I've said that a million times, but I think it's important to note that those two guys will be missing time to start the season. I think the Cowboys are going to have to change the way they run their offense, and I think one of the changes that they're going to have to make is run more 12 personnel where you're playing two tight ends. And when you're playing with two tight ends, it's very important to have a solid option at tight end number two. Last season when the Cowboys were playing 12 personnel, they had Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin. If Sean McKeon can be almost as good as Blake Jarwin, I think that Dalton Schultz is going to elevate his play this season from last season. I think that you'll still be able to be effective running that 12 personnel. The Cowboys did a really good job at running 12 personnel last season. I think that when they were running that more often, I think that that really helped the offense out a lot. I think it's going to help out because the Cowboys are going to want to run the ball a lot to start this season, even though the reports from training camp are saying that they should deviate from that plan. I don't agree with that. I think that if that's your strategy going into the season, a scrimmage against the Denver Broncos during a joint practice shouldn't change that. However, we're getting off topic. Now, Sean McKeon, the reason why he's going to be important to watch out for in this game is because he's going to be a guy that the Cowboys are looking for to take that next step because I don't believe they're going to re-sign Dalton Schultz next season. And here's the reason why. Dalton Schultz is going to be asking for top tight end money. And if you're the Cowboys, do you give him top 10 tight end or top tight end money after the tight ends are most likely going to reset the market again? Do you give him that type of money, especially when you have CeeDee Lamb and Trayvon Diggs looking for contracts? And then the year after that, you're most likely going to have to pay Micah Parsons. So you're going to have to give out two big contracts with Diggs and Lamb. I mean, you're not going to move on from those guys. And I think that it's more likely that the Cowboys move on from Dalton Schultz next season. So Sean McKean is going to be a very important piece to this offense based on that, because I think that they're going to move on from Don Schultz. So yeah, Sean McKeon is another guy to look out for in this game. Kelvin Joseph is a guy that I'm going to be looking out for during this game. This is a guy who has been a topic of discussion this offseason for what happened off the field, and we have to see what the commissioner decides to do with Kelvin Joseph, if they're going to suspend him or not. I haven't heard any word on them suspending Kelvin Joseph, so we're going to have to wait and see. But this is a guy that the Cowboys have a lot of hope for. I mean, this is a guy that they drafted in the second round of the two 2021 draft. This is a guy that Dan Quinn put his stamp of approval on. So this is a guy that they want to break out this upcoming season. But I don't know if if Calvin Joseph is going to get that number two cornerback role because Anthony Brown's been having a fantastic training camp. And I think that if the Cowboys knew that Anthony Brown was going to be as good as he was last season, now he wasn't great. Anthony Brown was not a great player. He was a steady player at that number two cornerback position. I don't know if they go Calvin Joseph in the second round of last year's draft. And I know for sure they wouldn't have gone to Sean Wright in the third round of last year's draft as well. So Kelvin Joseph, when he was in last season, he had some solid reps. And let's be let's be clear here. 
The cornerback position is one of the hardest positions to play in the entire NFL. It's definitely one of the hardest positions to play as a rookie. So the fact that Calvin Joseph didn't break out his first season, I'm not worried about that at all. He's been having a steady training camp, but apparently Anthony Brown's been having a phenomenal training camp. And it looks like right now he's going to be the number two corner on this team. I think they're going to have a very hard time moving on from Anthony Brown at that role. Now, if Anthony Brown or Trayvon Diggs gets injured, then Kelvin Joseph is going to be asked to be a starting corner on this team. So I'm definitely going to be looking out for Kelvin Joseph. I still have a lot of hope for Kelvin Joseph. I think that one day he could be a very solid number two cornerback for the Cowboys in the future. So yeah, those are the guys that I'm going to be looking out for during training camp. So that is going to be it for the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast for August 12th, 2022. I can't wait for Cowboys football to begin again, even if it's just preseason. I have a lot of things that I'm going to be looking for, and I'm definitely going to be giving you guys a recap of this game on Monday. So I just want to say thank you guys for the support. I appreciate you guys. And make sure to follow the podcast, leave a review if you enjoyed the show, and look out for me on my social media platforms, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Cowboys Beat. Go check me out over there, and I appreciate you guys for listening to the episode. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.